Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Everybody, we are back. It is Tape the Live, favorite podcast, favorite channel, favorite everything. We are back. You already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, tape don't uh, you know? Follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me at BD Williams eighteen for BD, and then Panda Supplements use TDL for thirty five percent off. BD. We were reviewing this uh, San Francisco 49ers here. And we got one more game left after this. And then, you know, the season's over. This uh, bloodiness that we had to experience this year is finally almost coming to an end. It's almost over. We're almost at this point. So, uh, but we're going to be checking out uh, this past game, which has some great offense and some awful defense. Uh, I mean, basically, uh, that's basically what happened. It was uh, Pretty great offense and awful defense. Well, I, I, I'm gonna say like this: fun game. If you love to watch offense, it was a fun yeah. game. Mm-hmm. That's the majority. You know, I was talking to my dad on the phone. I always call my dad during the Raiders games because um, you know he, he, that's why I'm a Raiders fan because my dad and his family and everyone. So um, I always talk to him on the, on the phone uh, at least for a quarter. And in this one, he was uh, you know we were, t- we were we were that's what that's what we were saying the entire time. You know. So, but anyways, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the uh, Raiders. I do want to just, I do want to set the record straight here, Marcus. Okay, Mm -hmm. real quick. There were people who were saying, um, oh man, BD, he was, he was really, he was ready to get out of here. He wasn't lying, right? And uh, there was a comment, there was a comment um, in the last, in the instant reaction. And I just want to set the record straight. I was putting my daughter to sleep. Matt and Marcus, they had to get they had to get it done, right? And so by the time I was done getting everything, you know, straight in my household, and you know, I logged in, I seen that you guys were already finished, and I saw that that was like the number one comment already. So um, I thought I thought that was pretty funny. But I, I am here, Raider Nation. We are gonna uh, go, you know, give you some content going strong here throughout the end of the season. We're gonna do a little breakdown. We're gonna talk about Nate Hobbs today. Uh, talk about, um, you know, in particular, but, you know, a couple of things as well on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I got for you guys. Uh, what do you got for us today, Marcus? Uh, I'm just going to go over Jared Stidham. I mean, just, you know, let's, let's, not, get to, let's not get cute here and give people what they want. Um, you know, I know uh, some people will get a separate breakdown. I definitely do that for the members for sure. Get that separate long breakdown of, you know, every throw. But um, we're going to break him down, see, see, see exactly what he looks like. I, I, think, I thought he played pretty well. Um, you know, it, it was interesting to see how Josh McDaniels thinks of him. You know, I thought Josh McDaniels kind of sees him as a pocket passer, but you kind of tell early on uh, that he isn't one. Um, and I, I think they, they, it was interesting that they didn't have any like game plan to get him into the run game. Um, I thought that was interesting, but I, you know, I thought he played really well from a clean pocket. I mean, that's, that's what you can want from a, from an NFL quarterback. I mean, you, you have some good offensive line, you got a good pocket. You want to be able to play well there. And I thought he played really well. I think he was 16 and 19 or something like that for like 234 yards from the clean pocket. Um, so he was definitely killing it there. But, you know, it was interesting. This game basically just went like how every single game all season has gone. And, you know, the offensive line just kills it, right? I mean, he was 10 for 14 for 144. I only had four pressures, right? Offensive line is killing it. He's just dicing them up, you know, just, you know, playing excellent football. And then in the second half, you know, the, the offensive line fell apart. He had 20 dropbacks. He had 12 times he was under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even PFF, they had him at 16 pressure. So if you add that up, four and 12, that's one half. He was, was under pressure. Awesome. Offensive line was awesome. Second half, they weren't. And, you know, you saw a little bit of different dropbacks from him. I mean, he was 12 for 20 in the second half. Still a good YPA, 217. A damn good YPA there. Uh, but you had the two interceptions. You know, one was his fault. The other one, you could, you know, See, you know, whether it's called Cole Miller, I think I pushed back into him. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, you, you can kind of talk about the offensive line in this one. I think you guys can start doing that finally if you want to. Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been glaring, and it came back. He just, just, he was just balling. If the offensive line kept balling, man, they probably would have put that game away. Um, also, I thought they, they actually had a great run-blocking game, too, which was interesting, but they didn't want to run the ball today. Uh, I think it was the Jared Siddham show. That's why I thought Josh Davis got a little crazy when they up 24-14. You know, um, you know, he he was he was playing really well up to that to that point. Maybe he was filling after that 60-yard touchdown. But I thought they could have ran the ball a little bit more in this game and added him into the run game. I think that that should have been part of this. I mean, that would have ha- I mean, if the nine came out, stop him in the second half and stop him through the air, which they which they did, they would have had no answer for that zone read. They're doing zone read and you know, some RPOs off of them and I, you know, I thought that was interesting that they didn't do that with him because I mean, he ran Gus Malzahn's offense. I mean, he's a Gus Malzahn guy. He's not like he's a, you know, a, um, a pocket passer type of thing. He's number one dual threat coming out of college, uh, coming out of high school, you know, yeah. over like Joe Burrows and even Lamar Jackson's and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, f- for them not to try to use him into the run game, I thought that was interesting. So, but, I mean, you can talk about it right now. You know, I think that this kind of showed what. Josh McDaniels' limitations are, which is not having a plan for the pieces, but just trying to be like, okay, I've had success running these plays. This, this is how I call offense. These, this is when I get when I get this. This is the answer that I want to be able to get into, and you guys need to be able to run this right. And yes, so, uh-huh. if that means Jared Stidham. Okay, well, maybe your best use more like a Ryan Tannehill type or a Marcus Mariota type. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. get, the play, get get the you know RPOs going. Okay, get him rolling out of the pocket. Get the play action pass game going. Right? Maybe that's how you're best used. Well, sucks. You want to be a, you know quarterback on my team? You need to be able to run my plays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, again, it does not matter who the quarterback is. It, I guess it has to be Tom Brady. Okay, <laughs> so, it, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. We still saw the same result. We saw a more explosive game. Yeah, uh-huh. we, still, we still saw the same result where it was working really well, and then it stopped working, right? Late and them not be able to pull it out in the clutch <laughs> in the end. I would say this, but that's probably one of the best opening 15s I've ever seen. That opening 15 was nuts. He had them off balance. <laughs> Ryan's had to be just just on their surface, just trying to figure out what the hell is going on, bro. That was one of the best first 15s I was, uh, I've seen. And it was funny. We were talking about that. And it's the reaction, how he kind of he would skip over the Steelers and be ready for the 49ers. And that's kind of how I felt, man. Um, they, they had Fred Warner all over the place looking for digs. And then the dig would not be there. It would be just somewhere else. And, uh, or, or they would uh, have, to have them you know, playing some of those inside routes and there would be bootlegs outside, man, he was ready. And, and, and it's all for naught because it doesn't, it, he doesn't set up something later on or it, that doesn't get capitalized on later on. So, you know, yeah, like you can have a great opening sequence if, if the plays aren't working in the fourth quarter, then who cares, right? So, I mean, yeah, that, that's largely what we've seen and it did not change with the quarterback. So again, getting rid of Carr, I'm fine with moving in a new direction from Carr, but it does not solve the Raiders' problems. Let's just keep that clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, you know, with the game planning and some of the things that he did, and it's just, it just boggled my mind. I don't know, uh, I, just to try to make him a pocket passer, and I, I think that he 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 did better, you know, than I expected there, you know. But I think it kind of just started to crack a little bit. We'll 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 see that, but I. It's just if you're up 24 to 14, man, and you got a young quarterback in there, this is his first NFL start. He's feeling himself. He's already thrown two touchdowns. Hasn't thrown a pick. Still doing pretty well. I mean, I, and you have the best running back in the league. You know, it, it, it felt like that they, he wanted to show that, you know, Stidham could throw 500 yards or it wasn't him or you know, it wasn't Carr. I don't know what that was. But, man, you should just start to do some zone reads. Uh, I was going to I was gonna ask you. I was going to ask you why they, why they gave the run up. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, he, he, was, he was passing the ball well, but the offensive line is not going to hold up, man. You get, you get to throw 27, and you, you, you're, you're asking for trouble, especially with, you know, D'Amico Ryan started getting mad, and he started moving Nick Bosa around. He's like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to do. He started, Nick Bosa started playing inside more, standing up, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a little bit of that, but you know, it's they, they weren't messing around in that second half. They they came to play, and, they, and I think Devontae Adams had the game of his life. I think it was one of the not the game of his life, but you know, it, 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 he was fantastic this game. Bald, bald, right? Bald. And, you know, so Darren Waller played well too, but you know, he didn't want to play him for some reason. You know, people don't understand. People argue with me talking about. They want to do 12 personnel more. Well, yeah, you could do 12 personnel. I just rather have Waller have 54 snaps and Moreau have 39. Me personally. I don't know about anybody else, but you know, that's kind of how I he's, feel about it. No, he's hurt, man. He's on a pitch count. Okay, come on. You're, you're <laughs> Look damn healthy to me, bro. So, like, he's just blowing past cornerbacks just, with a hurt, you know, big injury there. But you know, he's he's the the, the widespread tight end. You know. Yeah, but what it comes down to is, especially as like, how do I work this into my offense? I I, I like Gronkowski types that are in line only. <laughs> Foster Moreau, man, you know he's, he's yeah, he's got that. It just he just fits into my offense better. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like come on, we don't give a shit, McDaniel's. I'm tired of him at this point. I'm gonna bleep. I'm gonna bleep that out and the. When I edit this afterwards. Uh, all right, all right, we'll be good. All right, man. Um, all right, so why don't you start first then? Okay. Okay, and give us, you know, give us the wrap on Stidham. All right, yeah, so we're going to go over, you know, of course, all the good that he did as well, and then we're going to go over um, the plays that the wide receivers make is me. We're going to go over Adams. Adams just just ridiculous. And then, you know, we're going to talk about um, – you know, pressure and some of these other things that went on through this game. So let's check this out. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so you know, let's start off with how they got this game going. All right, so this is the play action bootleg. I think this was a great play call to get him going. This first NFL start, get him comfortable, right? You know, get him on the move. You can kind of see his athleticism here. Kind of get past that line, uh, that defensive end linebacker. Get Monroe in space off the block. They were not expecting that. You kind of see how they uh, go back a little bit. See how they send a blitz off the edge too. Here, right? But the bootleg gets him on the move, on the run action. Quick 20, that's a easy, easy, get your young quarterback involved. But you just see how they just had him off balance here. Basically kind of, you know, faking their power O, basically. Their counter, a lot of their counter plays. You see kind of the counter fake on there. Good play action play. Nice. Mm, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot of movement. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, they, they, he, as I'm saying, they, he came to cook early on. So this is a great one, too. I mean, they only have one guy on the route on this one. It's only Darren Waller. I mean, Javante Adams runs like kind of a half route. See right here, play action. Everybody's creeping. Everybody's coming to the line. They're sending a blitz. I mean, they're not blitzing, but everybody's coming forward. You know, you even got uh, Hufanga. His, his eyes are in the backfield. He thinks Darren Waller's going to block. Boom. He goes right out. Easy read, get him out and out, out of the pocket, you know, on the move where he can really make his throws. You see his talent. It's a great throw right on the money touchdown. And then, you know, turf toe. You know what I'm saying? Why is he pointing his toe? 
I just letting you pedal to the metal. I got turf toe or something. Like I got turf toe. You know how it goes? I don't know. I didn't really listen to that song. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't letting Jossie. He, he said, I, le- I did that with turf toe. Pedals to the metal. I got turf toe right there. All right. This is another one. I really like this one. Kind of, you could get the crossers in the post, right? Watch how they get San Francisco in a bind here. See the, the jet sweep here, play action. So you get the jet sweep motion here, right? You see how Fred Warner just goes all the way to his left. Had Fred Warner and just all messed up, right? <laughs> it is how wide open Devontae Adams is. Look at that, right? And it looks like they're playing cover six, a little quarter, quarter, half. And that just murdered them because I mean the jet sweep was really opened this up and gave him a really easy throw. This is a great throw too, and he has a lot of arm talent, man. Right here, jet sweep. See how Fred Warner's playing that jet sweep? Look how he's moving. Was wholly out of the way. Awesome design there. Tell you, man, he was getting ready for this game for weeks. All right, here's another one. Uh, they call this Pluto, you know, Sam. Uh, we're getting uh, basically the, the uh, quick out, little wheel, post wheel here. And, and I, I like how Jared Stidham sees the blitz, makes a check here. Uh, and we get Darren Waller just eating them up off the line, just, just looking, looking injured on a snap count right there. Definitely injured. Definitely should be playing 39 snaps, I think. <laughs> Wide open. That's a great throw, though. But you can see, see here, they pick up the blitz, the blitz really well. Right here, man. See him make the checks. Good job there. And, he, and the offensive line does a great job picking up this blitz. Cole Miller just being a stud. Parham playing the wrong position, but also being a stud. All right, here we go. And, and this, this is this is to me. I, I posted this play uh, on a short, but this is one of my favorite throws from him right here. This dagger concept, of course. You know, dagger once again. This is they needed a big play on the big drive to go dagger here, right? And you see, you got quarter, quarter, half, little cover six again. You got the dagger, but watch Fred Warner. He's going to drive on this check down, which I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he thought that he's going to check this down. Because he wants to work this side. He's working the fade over here, but you know, that's you, you got a cover two look over here. But Mac Hollins is wide open and he throws a dime. Right on money. That's where you really see the arm talent there. And why he was the number one dual threat in the country on this throw. There. And, and you know, Fred Warner moving up. Open it up late. Great throw. It's got demolished on that throw, though. All right, here we go. Devontae Adams just dominating. We're just about to just watch him dominate and be Devontae Adams. Because they, they put Ward on him, you know. And, you know, Ward did that. He did I. He did I. I, I. I give him some props. He did okay. But, you know, sometimes you just can't stop this, right, on this fade. The late hands, right? Because, you know, Ward doesn't really – he's trying to predict when this ball's coming. But Devontae's hands are so late and so quick, and then he gets his feet down. Textbook. There's really nothing Ward could do on that one. That's a great throw, too, by Stidham. Great throw on the fade. He really leaned on Devontae, too. He really did. I mean, which is smart. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have done. That's a great fade throw right there. Yep. You know, I, I put it in the middle like I got turf toe too. All right, here, third and four. This this is the, the big touchdown play. Uh, this this play uh, is just a roller coaster. All right, so we're getting a little gaudy right here, right? Sorry, not gaudy. It's called rag. Rag, and then of course we're running ten on the other side because we, we love levels. Sorry, not levels. Sorry, this is a crosser here. You're getting a crosser and 
a dig from Renfro. So let me bring that back. So you're getting a crosser here from Waller, and then you're getting an in from Renfro, okay? So see the little, you're going to see it basically kind of like a, what they call it, a whip route here from Adams. Go in, come out, right? Now, that's where he's looking. No, this is this is a pretty clean pocket. I mean, you know, Tom Brady or any of the like, pretty normal quarterback would be boring here. And just hear Dan Waller. You know, Darren Waller's open. Or you just come back and hit Hunter Renfro on the backside because you have Hunter Renfro too here on the second level. That's what a normal quarterback would do. But we get Stidham over here. He wants to, he wants to do some chaos because there's really nothing over here. Okay. He's coming over here. I mean, really, this is this is not a good place. So, I mean, probably. You know, let's bring it back. You know, bring it back before we get to this this, uh, this throw because I want to talk about Adams here too. This is this is a lot. This, this is a lot about Adams too, right? So I mean, probably here in your coach, I post on Twitter. You probably think it throw it away. You know, there's really nothing here. But watch, just Adams. I'm sure this backside is crazy. Adams finds space and still just gets it off enough to him with a great throw under pressure, and it's a touchdown. So incredible play. I know. Right. So as I was talking about, it's a pretty clean pocket. I mean, just saying you could be boring quarterback. You could be boring, but why would you want to do that? Just hit Waller. Come on, man. you 15. That's boring. You get out here. Right. But I want you to watch Adams. All right. Okay. Adams. Okay. Kind of sees that he's in trouble. He makes a look to his right. He sees nobody's back here behind him. Right. So he just jukes him out. Fred Warder slips. To basically becomes wide open himself, right? So obviously he's the only guy who's played with Aaron Rodgers before because all these other guys, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like Waller, why are you out of bounds? Like he's Waller could have flipped up too, but you know, I don't know. But <laughs> Devonta Adams is looking for space and he gets wide open and Stidham just gets that ball off enough. Touchdown. That was an incredible play there. And then, of course, this one's just nuts. We're just going to watch this one. Just Adams open down there somewhere. And then Adams comes inside here, which I think he misread this ball. I think if he would have kept running, like maybe jumped, but he came inside too early. And so he, but it doesn't matter. I'll just dive with one hand. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll just dive with one hand, you know? Good pickup, good, good, uh, you know, blocking here by Dylan Parham, too. Uh, good little stunt pickup there. Give him the time to throw this ball. I mean, he probably should have threw the water, but who cares? We're throwing to Devontae Adams. He's going to catch it with one hand. All right. So, you know, we saw some other guys make plays. Saw Darren Waller make a play, too, here on this one. Play action. Right. See, see the play call. We got a little rover quick 62 smoke win. So we're getting the appeal from the they're, they're in 13 person out here, right? So we're getting the tight end right here. He's going to run the wheel route. We're going to get the end from Adams with the uh, little smoke on the other side. Sit him here, right? I think he threw this ball a little too high, but it's a great catch by Darren Waters. So I'm making a play for your quarterback, full extension. Get that football first down, right? And what I mean by too high, I mean this. This is a, I mean the second level throw. I mean he's way past the linebacker, right? I mean he probably used some touch, gets it over there. But hey, you make a play for your quarterback, even if he misses. All right. So next up, we're talking about Jared Stidham and him just kind of making plays when nothing's there. So this one. You see they're kind of just running basically a comeback and a corner route. There's nothing here. You get that opening through the B gap with some good interior offensive line because a quarterback scrambling interior offensive line is very key to that. You see they, they give him a lot of space. There's nobody here. Everybody's back's turned. It's a good read by him. Just take off. Right? That's a little bit of difference to him and Derek Carr. Right? But I, I still think that you should use I mean, you, you see this. I don't know why, you know. You can't get you can't get can't get a little bit of zone read here. Can't get his zone read, man. He's not a slow guy. He's not slow. You know? Number one dual threat. You thought he was a better dual threat than Lamar Jackson coming out, which I mean, 
I don't know how that works, but <laughs> all right. And then we'll talk about sneaky athleticism. Sneaky athleticism. So on this one here, right? Kind of getting this basically the in and out route from my man Devontae Adams here. You see that route right there. And you know, Stidham already, he's already taken off, right? He does have a clean pocket. On this one, I mean, this is one of those things where maybe he could step up and then hit Hunter Renfro, who's about to hit open up right there on that crosser, right? Instead of taking off. Because then, you know, sometimes I think he's a little faster than he thinks he is, even though he can move. And then he was getting caught up, you know, and then he doesn't get the first down here, right? And he's short, and then they end up, they don't get any points here, right? End up going for it, and they don't get any points there. And you kind of see on the backside, right? He kind of just steps up through his pocket, keeps his eyes downfield. He thought he was going to score. He see, I, I, this is what he sees, right? <laughs> He's not going to score, right? But if, I mean, if he kept his eyes downfield, he just hits runner info right there. So a, lot, a little bit of process over results too. Sometimes, sorry, results over process, but. nine yards right and, and then we'll talk about last is just how he handled pressure this we talked about him with a clean pocket pressure was a little different for him for jared stidham so talk about this right here get the little play action he's got hunter Ruffer wide open on this out route right but then you got a little bit of pressure coming he kind of he, he kind of feels the pressure coming and he doesn't really step into this throw and then just airmail and see how he's pissed off at himself yeah, because I mean he's walking in right there. And this is, they don't they don't score on this drive. So I mean, he definitely pissed off at himself right there. Because if he just he just steps into the throw like normal, it's, he's walking in. Maybe. I mean, Renfro, I mean, previous week he made a guy miss, got in there. So you kind of see it from the backside, see the mechanics. Mechanics are, I mean, he's a little bit of a heel clicker, a little bit, see, see a little bit, sometimes his feet, but sometimes you can get his feet, you know, good base here. He just doesn't step into this throw. That's why he missed it. All right. But then sometimes so he handled pressure really well. Pressure with four right here. I think, what's up? So he saw uh, Bosa. <laughs> yeah. And then, here we go. Another one. You know, they're getting some pressure here. And then he hands it really well. Breaks the tackle, right? Fights through it. Makes a play. It's 11 yards. So pressure with four was different. I mean, it, it, you know, people have sometimes have some pre- a trouble with pressure with four, but I thought he handled pressure with four pretty good. You saw on the other play where you hit that, that deep dig, you know, a little bit there. So, I mean, it gets a little different here when you get some of these blitz pressures, right? And we saw a little bit of a different quarterback here. So on this one, I think he, he panicked a little bit, right? He's got to have, he's trying to work this side here, which you kind of saw with the play, bring it back a little bit. So basically working the Z option, you see the option route right there. You see the bender route and then the, the dig there. And that's the side he wants to work, okay? He's got single high. Play a lot of cover three with some blitzes behind it in the second half. He's um, right here. He kind of has this free rusher right here, right? And he kind of panics instead of maybe just reading this through and throwing it with anticipation in there to, 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 to Hunter Renfro right before Bosa gets there. See, so he kind of panics, but they did a good job. They put a spy here on him, right? And they got Bosa, who does a great job here, breaking down, right? And not just kind of committing to him so he can kind of miss him. Does a great job breaking down. This is great coaching right there. And then coming at him, kind of forcing a little bit of an errant throw here. Kind of says, uh, you put that out there, but. Watch this on the back side. Right? This is a great play by Bosa, too. I mean, he could have kept going and he just runs right past him, hits Renfro, but he broke down, right? And want to keep, keep him in the pocket with the, with the spy. If he came out this way, here comes Fred Warner. So you play it back. Play a little spy on him. Then you get Fred Warner coming this way. If he comes out this way, right? So it kind of forced him to kind of stay in the pocket there. That's what I was talking about. He's just not a natural pocket passer. And, you know, Joshua Daniels trying to fit him into that kind of window, right? All right, here's another one here. 
We're getting a little speedo here at the bottom. You see the routes right there. You're getting that in route from Hollins. You're getting that speedo route from Hunter Renfro. Right, we got another blitz. Blitz would be really nasty to see on the backside. But you see here, he kind of double pumps instead of throwing the football too late. And then ends up just being a catch, you know, a jump ball right there. And you see it on the, the back end here. Just a nasty stunt blitz. So. They're sending all. <laughs> they're sending five. They have two guys right slant inside, right, and then have Bosa come out from the back and just free rusher. But you know, if he just gets rid of this football, right, he has a chance to get rid of this football. Kind of just throw it, but he decides to kind of hold it a little bit too long, and it's too late, and it just flings up in the air, and it's almost intercepted. Almost cost him the whole game here. So, kind of see how he handles the blitz there. And of course, this one, you know. It's kind of the same thing that Derek Carr does, right? <laughs> well, you have Devontae Adams, you know, you got Adams one on one right here on a go route. I mean, there's no safety over the his side. I mean, this is just easy. But I mean, he did have the spot concept to the bottom, which, you know, I, just based on the single high look, you're getting man to man or, or you're getting cover three, right? You kind of want to work this side because then you have many Monroe coming out here. But you got you got Adams one on one, and you want to take that chance. But then end up throwing this ball up in the air because of the pressure. So, yeah, I mean, no, no way. You're telling me someone was wide open for a touchdown on that one. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes. No, <laughs> not, 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 not wide over a touchdown. I mean, I wouldn't know it was a touchdown, but uh, bro, he's walking in. What you mean? That was a wide open touchdown, right? Hold on, run it, run it back, run it back, run it back. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna zoom in on this one. I put in, in... <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's just you know, uh, you know, you're tough. Look, I thought that I knew that was a bad play, I knew that was a bad play, okay. But if you're telling me someone was wide open on the opposite side of that, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he, he just – I get it. I mean, you got Adams one-on-one. You want to work that side. But, I mean, he did have that <clears> – that, that, he did have that spot concept for uh, a pretty – he had a completion everywhere on the other side. So, But, yeah, I, I mean, I, to me, the problem wasn't really Jared Stidham, in my opinion. I thought Jared Stidham came out. He ran that game plan the first half. He did it really well. And then he made that big play. They're up 24-14. They get the ball back. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, of course, defense allowed them to go 24-21. Whatever. That's not his fault. <laughs> but they get the ball back. And that's what I, I think it was time to kind of have a, some creative game plans. But they came out trying to throw still. And, uh, I mean, and then it, it ended up didn't working because I, I, I don't think he's that, that stand in the pocket consistently type yeah. of guy and throw it downfield. You kind of can see that a little bit. So it was just his game. Had that, oh, go ahead. His game is predicated on passing less than more, right? Like you don't want him. Yeah. You, you don't want Jared Stidham type passing 50 times. You'd rather pass him, have him passing 20 times in the game, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, the fact that, yes, I agree. That was a strange game plan and it did not seem to play to his strengths. My question for you though, after this Jed Stidham breakdown, is Jared Stidham a starting caliber NFL quarterback? Is he the future Raiders quarterback? Is he someone where Raiders fans, after watching this game, after watching this game, can Raiders fans not be considered delusional if during the offseason, instead of saying, oh, Raiders need to draft a quarterback, they're like, nah, we're good with Stidham. We need to roll a Stiddy. Would that be delusional at this point? Uh, I'll say this two ways. From my personal view, I think he's just as good as Marcus Mariota or any other bridge quarterback that's out there. I thought he played 
just as well. And some of the quirks are just some of the things you see from any other bridge quarterback. So, uh, I, I mean, he played well from clean pocket. And I, I think that's kind of from him, from, you know, competency in the NFL as a quarterback. That's a key part of it. Um, I talked about that on the radio today. It's just, you know, we could talk about how he played under pressure or whatever. If you put a good offensive line around him, he could play pretty well. And I think that's what we learned this today uh, from that game. Um, I will say, um, I think that Joshua Daniels thinks he's a starting NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. I think that, you know, just, just to, just to, just to come out there and think that he could throw 50 times. You obviously think that he is something somebody that can fit your system. You obviously think that that's somebody that you can use going forward. And, right. you know, when, when I was watching the game, I thought to, when I went to training camp, he, he got a lot of reps with the ones during training camp. Um, you know, they, they would switch him and car out a little bit and, you know, it had me thinking the way they used him. I mean, cause you just don't say a BD, like you, if you have a player like Jared Stidham, you know, and you're up, you, you feel like you start running the ball, you know, trying to keep him under 30, 30 throws. Yes. He did, man. Yes. He didn't. He, he thought he was like, I'm going to keep firing. We're, we're going <laughs> to. How much of that is Josh McDaniels like, Hey, this season's over. I want as much film on Stidham as I possibly can get. How much of that is it? I don't know. I feel like he was trying to win that game, man. He was trying to show that he's a, he could dominate the uh, San Francisco 49ers and they weren't that great of a defense. That's what I think he was trying to do. And uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it got to the point where, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, man, there's so many things you could have done to, to warn this game out. You could have just started using him in the run game. Cause if you're doing that, right. I mean, what, what's the point of trying to keep him healthy? Right. I mean, you're just going to, you know, let's use him in the run game. Let's let's get his legs going. I mean, he could have he could have got some first downs, and that would open up for Jacobs too. Because then they get in the big position. missed opportunity. Yep, I agree. Big missed opportunity. <laughs> I, I was, that's what I was thinking the whole time watching him run around. The run game would have been humming in the in the red zone. Like they had, they had some, <laughs> they had some incidents in the red zone where they didn't score uh, on the first red zone. They didn't score touchdown. I'm like, how are you not have him part of the run game there? Easy walk yeah. in. They weren't ready for that. So hopefully he does that with the Chiefs. That's the, I mean, that's why I can hope. I mean, I don't know how, how you can watch that guy play and be like, how can I not run RPO? Do you not have RPOs? You know, um, that's what I, I'm worried about. I mean, but, you know, we're, 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 we're Debbie and Downers sometimes. Here, here, well, no, it's, it's not that we're Debbie Downers. It's should, let's put it like this. If you watch a coordinator in your experience, you watch a coordinator, okay, a coach, and you watch their scheme in one place, and then you watch it in another place, there should be enough there that's like, okay, this is brand new. This is not something that he did at that previous place. And a lot of that is going to have to do with scheme or personnel, right? Yeah. And so the fact that so far you have been able to basically name every single play that McDaniels runs, okay, like... <laughs> He's running the same stuff that he's always run. Okay. And that's really like, it shouldn't be a one for one match with his previous 10 years. It shouldn't, be. <laughs> there should be other things that are brand new. Yeah. Raider specific personnel specific to the players on this team, you know, and it doesn't seem like McDaniels has that in him. He has a playbook. He's going to call his playbook. He's going to stand by his playbook. He's going to, work with Ziggler to find the players to work with his play, uh, to be in his playbook. And us as Raiders fans are going to have to sit around and wait four or five years for this formula to work out. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but it's just proof. It's just proof that we're in it. We're in for a long haul. It's going to be a tough one. Raiders fans. Uh, they, they have a lot of work to do finding players that fit this. I mean, they really what they have to do is they have to fix this offensive line. They need a great line. You need a great line, bro. I don't know how you didn't think that the first year. I mean, I don't know, you know, especially if they didn't like Carr. Like, you know, I watched Michael Lombardi talk about how, you know, how they, they, they some about like Jake Cutler. They couldn't come in there and be professional or whatever and come cut him just right away because of Jake Cutler. I'm like, okay, if you thought that about him, like we trade for Devontae Adams, you give up all this the draft picks and all this money or whatever, why, they could have put that all onto the offensive line. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And everything would have been fine. I mean, their car would have played better. <laughs> hey, I mean, Jared Stidham would have played better. You know, and you know, maybe you would have had someone Jared Stidham if you you fixed his offensive line. So, you know, it's uh, it's that too. But anyway, also like, also think about it like this from this perspective. Come in if you don't like car, you're not sold on car. Whatever it is, that's not the future. That's not what you want. You like, you like the Stidham guy, okay? Trade Carr then when, like, the value is, like, super high. Like, he just went to the playoffs. Like, trade him now. Get a haul b- back for him, you know? Now, like, they're bound. Like, $40 million contract they're on the hook for. No team's going to trade them for that. No. You know? And, 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 and Carr's not, not going to allow it. He's going to be like, I'm not, you know, you're going to have to cut me so I can go choose my team. So, you know, yeah. like, they, they put themselves in a dumb situation. Just, you know. If you wanted to keep Carr, then build around him. If you don't want to keep Carr, then you should trade him a long time ago. Who cares about the optics, man? Who cares? If you're worried about optics, and who cares, man? You come in there, you get rid of him, and then you, it's, you build from there. Yeah. It's misplayed. It's misplayed. But uh, we're going long on offense, okay. 40 minutes in. <laughs> I do want to just say, okay, you could, you could fix the offensive line, okay? You got Devontae Adams. Maybe he's got a little connection with Stidham. I was going to say, maybe Devontae Adams thinks about sticking around here playing with Stiddy. When he was talking about, I'm here for my guy, he's talking about Jared Stidham, okay? <laughs> Believe that. Um, but anyways, you could, you, could, you could do all that on the offense. You could do all that on the offensive side of the ball. But defensive side of the ball is still hemorrhaging points. Okay, like, gosh, are they trying to end... The season in the record books on the wrong side of the record books. I don't know what's going on with this defense. There's a lot of personnel issues. I'm going to go over that. But first, I'm just going to go over the defense. So why don't we just get into it? Kind of jump into the defensive side of the ball here. Let's do it. All right, let's do it, bro. All right, so first things first, I'm going to be talking about run defense. Raiders really struggled, okay, for the very first play of the game. I knew that we were going to be in for a tough one here, okay? Look at Christian McCaffrey. Just look at him. I'm freezing the frame right here. He's showing his shoulders. He's saying, hey, I'm going to the sideline. And look, he's where is he looking? He's looking right at Luke Masterson. He's going, hey, I'm, I'm running to the sidelines. Luke, where does Luke Masterson go? He takes off. He goes, oh, I'm going to get there. Lose it. Look at Luke Bashison still looking over here. He's like, hey, where did you go? Okay, when I saw this play, very first play of the game, I knew we were in for a tough one. Okay. Especially because look at this hole. Luke Masterson, really, bro? Shoot that. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? So let's see. Next play. They get like a little six, little six here, quick six. Nothing crazy, right? But you look at the footwork from Christian McCaffrey. It's beautiful. Okay, this is a really good back. Watch Max Crosby. I think here he needs to wrong arm or spill this, meaning he needs to go ahead and get on the inside arm and leg of that tight end. But instead, he goes and boxes this and allows that cutback. And I think that when you box it, you get a little too far upfield at times, and that allows for that to be kind of a soft edge for pick Chris McCaffrey to pick his way through, you know, credit to, uh, I think that's Lange number 50 or 56. One of these guys, but uh, I think Lange had an okay game here. here now here's the next big run play. Notice the look they're in. It's third and three. They come out, I guess in 11 personnel, you see, a, you see a tight end, you see a back. Okay. But for some reason, Patrick Graham decides to call Dime and get into a blitz look. Look at the look, look at the look. We got Isaiah Paul Mountain. He's the weak side linebacker, Dime linebacker. You got Luke Masterson here. He's playing his position, right? This is not a look to stop the run. Okay. And they catch him. They just catch him. I'm not going to talk about Jerry Tillery. You know, I mean, hey, they 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 got you guys. It, uh, you know, it was it was the wrong, it was the wrong look for this. So I don't know why they decided to get into dime on third and three. I think that's a bad decision right there. And to get into a blitz look on third and three, especially against a team that runs the ball so well. Now, crazy, Kittle. Just sorry. 
Yeah, I mean, right. All right, so now we get, I mean, Kittle, Kittle has some great blocks in this one. He's going toe-to-toe-to-toe Max Crosby. You see him here. Look at this. Good. Drives Max Crosby all the way outside the numbers. Okay, gets, on, gets underneath his pads, right? And allows this edge to be widened enough now for McCaffrey to put his foot in the ground and run up those numbers. It's a beautiful play. Great block. Pick up 10 yards on a second and 10. Okay. Okay, and, and the crazy part about San Francisco is they're going to give you tons of volume. It's not going to be the same three, four base run plays. They're going to hit you with draws, okay, like this one right here, which is deadly when you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey and you give him a lane like this to work with. He's going to get positive yardage and break off a, quite a few big ones, okay? Then they're going to hand it to the fullback. They're, look, they're not just doing the same thing. They're hanging they're gonna hand it to the fullback. It's like a third and one, I think. Yes, check. Best fullback in the league. Easily. Easy. Max, Cro- Max Crosby, you know what happens here with Max Crosby? Max Crosby is going, I think, to punch this one out. But that's still strange effort from Crosby. Usually you see him go and just wrap that guy up. Not sure what's going on there. Car stand. Okay. Yeah, right. He must be a car stand. All right. Uncharacteristic bad day at the office from Andrew Billings. There's a couple of them so far that he hasn't looked so hot on. He gets really far upfield on this one. Man, look at the pad level. He's super high up. He has no chance of being able to break down and tackle a guy like Christian McCaffrey with 74 all over him. Okay. And really, he, he should be, you know, building a wall at the line of scrimmage. That's the way that this team plays the run. Also, Kyle Pico, I know he had some good plays against the pass, but this is what he looks like against the run every single week that he's in there. He's just a huge guy who does not stop the run. It's very strange. <laughs> okay. Now, this, is, this one's terrible. This is a terrible one. This is the backup running back. Okay. And it looks good. Yeah, this looks great. No way. No way is he getting anything here, right? And then what happens is this fullback comes out and blo- starts blocking Cleveland Furrow. Cleveland Furrow gets pissed. Watch Cleveland Furrow. He's, he, he decides, hey, I'm looking for the back. Oh, you want to block me? And then he just decides to give up on the play and drive this fullback into the ground. The, guy, the running back is still right. I have no idea what's going on with this defense. They do not care anymore. It's obvious. Okay. Clean Furrow literally just decided to make it a wrestling match between him and the use check. Okay. Oh, oh, and then they're going to hit you with some reverses. So, really, San Francisco said, we're going to give them a bunch of volume, and we know that they've really given up on the season, and there's no way that they're going to be able to stop all this all this stuff that we're going to give them. And that's really what it came down to. Here's the last one. This is a lot of volume in a run game. Good Lord. Good Lord. Good luck stopping that. And when you're playing for nothing. <laughs> now I want to talk about Luke Masterson. Guy Luke Masterson, I'm, go- I'm going to single him out. He got targeted a lot early in this game. I think there were some big-time plays where he had a, he had a hand in. This one in particular, okay, he needs to come up and just make this tackle right here. Easy. Okay. Bring up, you know, second and five, but for, you know, just completely misses that one. This is, a, this is, that's a poor effort. Not good enough. And then, so you gotta, you gotta make those one-on-one open field tackles. That's about as easy and routine of a play as it gets in the NFL. Gotta make that. Okay. He got away with one here. All right. Let's look at this. This ends up being one, two, three over, one, two, three under fire zone. Okay. And Luke Masterson, he is not blitzing. So that means he needs to relate to the back. Okay. This is three. Trayvon Merrick comes down over two. Okay. This edge player, whoever this is over here, drops out. He's he's responsible for two over here, 
and Luke Masterson is responsible for three. When three goes out, Trayvon Merrick is trying to pass him. He's thinking, oh, Luke Masterson is going to be there because three went out and came out to my side. And that's the rules. If three goes fast out, you're going to pass two off to the back, to the linebacker, whoever is responsible for three. But Luke Masterson, for some reason, is over, over here. He's not realizing what his responsibility is. He gets away with one right there. All right. Wasn't going to be as lucky in the red zone. They come out here with a funny look, empty. They got trips over here to the field with a wide bunch. And in this too high look, Luke Masterson has to take all of three. And it just so happens that he gets one-on-one with the best, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. You play a lot of big, good tight ends if you, if you, uh, if you are the Raiders, I guess. Got to go up against Darren Waller in practice and Kelsey. And I'm sure it looks like this every single time. But just gets outrun to the opposite side, touchdown. Okay, gotta, you have to body this guy, put your body on him. Okay, and right as soon as he does not get any of them, he doesn't get a piece of them and allows that inside, it's over. He's never going to catch up. So Luke Masterson struggled, but not even close to as much as how how bad of a game as Nate Hobbs had. Um, And this is becoming a theme so far, honestly, in this year. Let's look at him. He's at the bottom of the screen. He's in press man coverage. Watch his feet. Okay. Do do his feet click? Okay. Is he crossing his feet over a little bit? Okay. He needs to step with his outside foot first, but instead he's still doing this heel clicking that I talked about when I watched his film in Illinois. He would click his heels together. He, for some reason, he steps with his inside foot and not his outside foot. Okay. Um, and what happens as a result is he needs to pick up both feet at the same time and put them down. And while that's happening, this guy hits him with an inside move. Because his feet are not set, he gets pushed back on his heels. He doesn't have any base to fight through that pressure. Here he is at the top of the screen. And they get him. And this is how the Raiders have adjusted to this all year. Okay. Watch me, Robertson, 21. He's pointing. He's saying, hey, that's you. Watch 25. He's pointing to uh, Hobbs. Hey, that's you. And Hobbs is very late. Okay. Reading through his man. He, and what he needs to do is he needs to read through his man and peek and see if this guy's coming. Okay, and once this guy comes, he needs to drop off and cut this guy and because he knows the safety's going to go ahead and get over the top. So he's late picking that one up. Okay, and I just want to point out on the very next play, Amig Robertson realizes, oh, they're doing something similar. Again, points. And he goes, okay, I'm going to robot, robot over, back over the top and ends up saving Trayvon Merrick. Look at Trayvon Merrick. Tries to open up his hips and flip around. That's a touchdown. I mean, Robertson saves a touchdown on this one. Beautiful play. So similar concept, similar concept. You know, one time we saw Nate, uh, Nate Hobbs give up a big catch and then the next, <laughs> next play. So, so, I, I got a question. What, what is Kyle Shanahan doing, a throw, doing this throwback with a Brock Purdy? Like, I mean, this is just a Herbert throw. Just a Herbert makes that throw. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you're a 49ers fan, you're probably going to want to hear me criticize the, you know, like the ball placement or something here. But, you know, I love the ball placement. <laughs> you got um, Okay, here, so here's another one. 39, bottom of the screen. Okay, watch his feet. We're pedaling. And I talk about this all the time. Fight to stay square. And he's opening up his cushion early. Okay, and he's getting into this half turn. Okay, and the toughest part about playing in a half turn is going side to side. Okay, because you're naturally your hips are opened up. It's easy for you to turn and run in a straight line against go routes. You play this technique when you're in cover three and you want to sit on the fade. Okay, that's why you want to do this. But when you open up your hips, you're giving up the inside break. And that's what happens. It's just enough, just enough of a bad te- technique where you have to wonder if he was fighting to stay square there, he probably breaks this one up. 
that gives up a big catch across the middle of the field. And then this one is just extremely strange. 39, yeah, he keys run, realizes, oh, it's a play action. And so he bails out of there. And then Brock Purdy gets hit by Lange as he's throwing the ball here. Yeah, he flutters in the air and Nate Hobbs, he sees it the entire way. I don't know if he gets lost in the lights because he overruns it. And then when he tries to go up for it, he just gets completely mossed. So you have to think like, man, come on. Like this, I think if you're a great player, I think you're at least coming and breaking this one up or putting your hands on it or something like that. So I don't know if, if Hobbs just has a problem tracking the ball in the air. That is a strange play. Especially when you consider this is the guy who Raiders fans are saying, that's our future, right? And if that's the future, you're not, like in a game, in a game like this, he's not going to be posterized over and over and over again. So I'm really down on Nate Hobbs right now. I'm, I'm really interested to see if the, if the Raiders keep him, what the plan is going to be for Nate Hobbs going forward. If he's going to remain on the outside, if he gets moved to safety, if he gets moved back to nickel, like, what is the plan for Nate Hobbs? Because the experiment on the outside this year, it did not look so hot. Yeah, he just uh, he just doesn't have the technique to play outside. It looks like, I mean, I mean that one rep is some, was pretty ugly in the <clears throat> in the goal line. I mean, that's just not that's not what you want to see from a pro at a fell corner. You know, what I mean, that's just not none of that. None of that. We have and we have not seen pro NFL technique from Nate Hobbs this year. We have not seen that. You know. Which play was it where the guy catches the ball and Nate Hobbs just hugs him? Just like just grabs his arms around him and lifts him up to catch the ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, and score, score alone at oh, that game. I can't even say that guy's name. That game, oh my goodness. Like, if I really wanted to go in on Nate Hobbs, I could go so hard on him. And I'm not going to because he's a young player and hopefully yeah. he turns it around, you know? But I do also just want to put some of that out there because I know so many people in Raiders fans are so desperate to be like, we have a young DB. I don't know if we can really, really say that about Nate Hobbs right now. You know, I mean, when it, comes, when, it, when it comes to having a DB, that means he impacts the game in coverage, right? Mm-hmm. And if not, then he's like Jamal Adams, elite blitzer. So, yeah. that, I mean, I don't know. So, don't know. so, uh, let me ask you about Amik Robinson. What do you think of his his uh, future with the team? I, I, I kind of feel like it, he's he's a frustrating player because I mean, like you see plays like you saw where he's able to kind of read that and you know bail somebody out, and then you also see him get beat sometimes. So it is somebody you can kind of live with if he's playing the way he plays that he make plays, and then sometimes yeah, you can, you can get beat like somebody you can live with like, with that way. We saw Amik Robertson get comfortable in the NFL this year. And I think that the moment that it happened was when he made that interception against Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, they're, and they're playing a funny, they're playing a funny coverage too. I think they're playing, um, you know, like inverted cover two and he's the nickel and he ends up dropping deep, cushioning the, the deep route and he drops underneath it and gets an interception. And it was it was a good looking interception. It's like one that you dream of because it was athletic with the hands above the head, and you know he comes down and bounds, and he gets a little return off it or whatever it is. I think that lifted the monkey off his back a little bit, and he was like, "Okay, I got my freaking interception. I've been pressing so hard to make a big play. We saw all preseason like he was going nuts trying to make a big play, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, so he finally made that play, and I think that that allowed him to settle down a little bit. I know he missed some time because of injury, so you know that also helps out. I think at times too, that can be a blessing to miss a little bit of time for injury and to be able to come back and be 100. You know, sometimes that can be a blessing for a player. It gives them some rest in the middle of the season. Um, so we saw that as well. As well, so I like what we've seen from Indy Robertson. You talked about, you brought it up. You said he's frustrating because sometimes he gets beat. Well. Marcus, he's going to always get beat. He's five foot eight. That does. He's five foot eight, and he's not. He's not Brent Grimes athlete. You know what I'm saying? He's like he's like really great athlete, not elite like Olympic athlete. Four threes, forty two inch vert like Brent Grimes. Okay, so 
He's got like a normal athletic profile for an NFL corner and a very small frame on top of that. So there, there's going to be times where he is going to get beat. It's just athletic limitations. You wouldn't say probably want to put him one-on-one with DK Metcalf all game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the body types match up where, okay, we could maybe put him one-on-one with Tyler Lockett all game, right? Or, or Terry McLaurin, something like that. 5'11", Terry McLaurin. It's not that big of a so, that crazy difference. Yeah, right. So, it would, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, against 5'11", even a six-foot receiver, that's nothing crazy. But, yeah, when we're talking about, like, big, really big body receivers or the receivers who maybe they're not, like, crazy big, but they're extreme athletes like Jamar Chases or something like that. Uh, I would be a little, I'd be like, even Terry McLaurin, I'd be like, let's not do one-on-one all game with me. Robertson. Don't put him in that spot because now you're trying to just trying to make him look bad. Right. But yeah, it's, yeah. It, I think I Robertson can definitely be a piece, um, be a guy that is a, a, you know, hopefully primarily a nickel going forward. And the Raiders have three corners who can play on the outside better than what we've seen and better than Amik Robertson. And Amik Robertson can be a nickel guy who comes in on passing situations only. Great. That would be a perfect piece to have. Um, but that's like mostly a luxury piece. There's still like the backbones of the defense, like the guys who will actually start outside, right? Like who's playing linebacker for this team is Cleveland Farrell going to play linebacker next year for the team. You know, like there's a lot of question marks. Pass rush has been taking a dump last few weeks. So, yeah, like, yeah, great. We have a sub nickel corner that is like just scratching the surface of the needs. So, yes, Amik Robertson, great. It does not push the needle at all for us. Yeah, I know. There's so many needs. I mean, it's about Cleveland Farrell. Uh, you know, I was talking about him on the radio and I watched him like, yeah, he looked like Chandler Jones, but like a poor man Chandler Jones. So like, if you didn't like Chandler Jones this year, you know, that's what Cleveland Farrell looked like. a little worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, they, they right. just have so many holes in defense. It's crazy. And nobody really, you know, we, we talk about the offense and you know, I mean, they created a hole, in my opinion. I mean, they kind of created, you know, they, they should have fixed last year if they didn't like the guy. So, so you kind of, so now we have a, a big hole, which is the biggest hole on any team, right? And then, but then we yep. have these humongous holes on defense. This is wild. So, I mean, we're gonna, yeah, it's, it's, it works. This, this team largely had the same personnel. Okay. You, you got Roger Teamer, you know, you got, He's, you know, okay, last year it was Brandon Face on this year it's Sam Webb. You know what I'm saying? Nate Howes was out there this year, right? Trevor Merrick was out there this year, played in the same position he played last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I would argue that Deron Harmon was an upgrade in terms of the leadership, the intangibles, just having people be in the right places. And you saw the defense for at least a little bit of a stretch play at a little bit of a higher clip when Deron Harmon assumed some, some more leadership and Abram left and left lineup completely. So, you know, in that respect, they got, they got maybe, you know, they got a little better. They, I mean, Robertson improved, you know, uh, Deron Harmon a little, uh, a little better, but Gus Bradley, you know, had largely the same guys. Right. And we saw, or at least same caliber of guys. And we saw much better results last year. So, you can say there's a, a talent deficiency. And I said that last year. And I said with the way that the personnel was, the depleted depth in the secondary last year, there was no way they had a chance going up against Jamar Chase and, you know, all the, play, all the wide receivers in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were depleted last year, but they made it to the playoffs last year because the defense still was able to do things with Gus Bradley at the helm. So this year we saw a downgrade. In terms of, you know, just overall play, you cannot argue that at all on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, largely the same talent level. I mean, you got rid of Yannick Ngakwe and you got Jalen Jones, you know. So that should have been at least a wash, you know. So are, are you saying that uh, Patrick Graham is on the hot seat? Is that what you're saying? He has to. He has to be. He has to be on the hot seat, <laughs> right? He has to be. But, it, has but to be. see, and then that changes everything because I mean, well, they really didn't give him his players. So do you give him a chance to let, to allow him to grab 
players he fits the his scheme because he, he came in there with the bro players. i told you i told you or for like the very first episode i yeah. told you josh mcdaniels was like look i'm getting all my guys and then you're gonna get scraps can you scheme that and patrick graham was like that's all i've been doing in new york let's do it and it did not work out for him okay okay all right, all right. And that, now he's got Gerard Mayo, and now we're going to have Gerard Mayo come in, and uh, they're going to get a bunch of man corners. and uh... Yeah, and then, then they'll say, and then Gerard Mayo will be like, no, I'm not doing that. And then Jack Daniel will be like, okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> make another guy, I'll make another guy look bad first, though. All right. Uh, any other thoughts, BD, before we get out of here, man? Uh, any other no, thoughts? that's it. Um, you know, um, that's it for me. That's it for you. And for me, guys, so, uh, yeah, just check out, you know, we got a short out there. Go ahead and check out the little breakdown. I kind of did on the show, too, but, you know, check that out. Also, we're going to do some, uh, you know, check out some of the guys who hadn't joined the membership. Make sure you go join that. $9.99. You can me over the Carfax this week, but, you know, hey, you know, maybe you should have been watching. Maybe you would have known some things that you already would have known. You wouldn't have been surprised, you know? So, Go check that out. Join us on the membership. <laughs> Join us on the membership. Uh, check that out there. Uh, you know, like I said, I got the whole Will Levis breakdown. You decide yourself whether you like Will Levis or not. Let me get some uh, Anthony Richardson, yeah. some Tanner McKee. All those, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get it in with the quarterbacks. Um, so definitely uh, keep on lookout for that. And of course, we're going to look at some defensive players too. So subscribe, 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 guys. We out. Peace. Peace, y'all.